Hello, Heresy friends. Join Andy and I as we have a hobby slash heresy chat with the Great Northern Heresy. It's a couple of gentlemen down east. We are joined with Josh, Mike, Ollie, and Adam. And for the next hour, we're going to be chatting heresy, what they've got going on in their local community, things they've been doing for events in the last year. Stay tuned. It's a pretty pretty big crew. We I think we struggle to get like two people on with video oh, really? so it's nice to have yeah, a see. whole you know whole crew on there right it's pretty cool so. totally well bill and andy thank you uh first off for having us um we it was uh, a delight to hear your uh when we got your invitation uh via instagram so first off thank you always very good welcome. to talk heresy oh not a problem it's all about sharing that heresy love right so it really is and, you know, the past uh, year has been really good for that. So, you know, something that I, I, I didn't expect, like, when I got into it, that it would be a third, um, you know, mainstay on that Games Workshop website, right? You got your Age of Sigmar, you got your 40K. <laughs> you have heresy now. It wasn't, yep. it's not fringe anymore, right? Yep. No, it's true. I, I think being off the main uh, site, not a mainstream game, obviously very niche and usually strictly Forge World accessible, made it one of those kind of back alley speakeasy games that uh, you saw yeah. maybe every once in a while online or maybe some people playing, but uh, definitely not as widespread as it is now. Yeah, the uh, gentleman's 4K, as they used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely nice that we are more mainstream. Um, I mean, there's good and bad things associated with it. Like, it, it's nice that we got more people in, but on the other hand, we also have more people coming in. <laughs> yeah, and like, there, you know, Bill, I'll, I saw you about to talk. But why don't you keep on going as host, anyways? Of I was just, uh, I was going to say, usually, um, we usually kick off with uh, a little bit of hobby action. So sure, if you yeah. want to do a kind of a round table on the um, hobby aspect of what you guys have going on, what you've had going on lately. Um, yeah, definitely. If anyone in wants to kick progress, off. Yeah. Project yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like personal or group? Either or. Yeah. Well, on, on, on a group note, it's two weeks after our last uh, event on February 25th. Uh, in Kitchener, Ontario. So uh, we had that at uh, one of our local haunts, uh, Phoenix Games and Hobbies, um, uh, owned by uh, Bill Kocher. So just to give him a shout out. But uh, that as a group, so we're kind of in the post-event um, kind of time where, you know, let a week or two kind of cool off new goals and kind of just starting to plan for next events on a that's us as a group um me personally you know andy what like you're saying just working on getting some organization on my hobby desk mm -hmm. i'm kind of in between white scars and iron warriors so uh they're kind of vying for my attention that's me nice awesome good choices white <laughs> scars iron warriors yeah, yeah. Solid. Agreed. 
Bill's iron wires on white scars as well. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah, as you can as you can nice. see here. <laughs> so I picked up the from the iron without part. Uh, yeah, one of your other videos for sure. There's some iron warriors love there. Well, I'm uh, Imperial Fist player, so naturally we are just enemies now. So, you know. <laughs> well, there's a little thing about that. Yeah, <clears throat> Bill has a Imperial Fist army. I do. So. <laughs> ah, so we we're actually best pals then. Great. That's right. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, I play uh, World Eaters and Imperial Fists, so I can go between traitor loyalist, you know. And uh, right now, I'm a bit scatterbrained with a lot of projects. Like, I've been working on Battlefleet Gothic stuff, actually, oh. just lately. <laughs> um, That's cool. Trying to weasel some people into the game just lately, too. Um. I also just finished painting a small Titanic as Force. Uh, I guess I'm trying to figure out what to... Terrain projects, that kind of stuff as well. I'm working on some Titanic-sized buildings. That's pretty much where I'm at nice. for hobby projects, yeah. What uh, Legio you end up going with? That Graphonicus. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, because it's in the main rulebook. I'm like, I'm going with this. I like the colors. Solid, yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, I guess I'll go next. Um, I'm I've been working on since since I think the Calf box came out. That's when I got into Heresy. Been working on my Word Bearers army, so I have about I think I'm up to about fifteen, sixteen thousand points painted oh, wow. and mostly painted. Uh, probably about a hundred bear infantry. Um, but I've been bouncing between that and some solar auxilia. I'm trying to get started. Started off trader, and then I kind of figured I might want to play them as a loyalist force, especially for events, to just kind of face off against different opponents. Because you know, after four or five years of playing the same people, um, you kind of want to see what it's like on the other side. So I have a probably about 800 points of solar ox going uh, right now. It's kind of a slog to paint the infantry. Much different from from painting uh, uh, space brains, that's for sure. So, yeah, working on two forces at once is is always fun. One 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 is a palette cleanser for the other. So, yeah. Oh, very nice. nice. Yeah, a lot more bodies to paint with the solar ox, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I guess myself. Um, Thousand Suns continues. Ooh, ooh, fancy! Yeah, um, just uh, just assembled Magnus actually, and then got him all cleaned up. Nice. So I'll be uh, getting some paint on him, hopefully this month, uh, and then just kind of finishing up the uh, other little projects I had. Um, you know, Lascan heavy support team kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. just throwing some more colors on them and get into that, that point of, uh, the AK wash I usually do on my stuff. So, um, and then trying to figure out what else I'm going to put in the army. It's been, uh, thousand suns have been a little bit of a struggle. So, uh, psychic powers are interesting. Uh, they tend to bite you in the ass more than they, they, they help you, but. Because of that psychic check in. It's yeah. it's fun. It's fun to play though. Yeah. Like it just yeah. when well, they go off and they were changes, I think across the editions, psychic is just totally a different animal now. Yeah. And I think they've, yeah. they've done a good job making it 
just um you know in addition to that phase instead of its own phase yeah 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 it's definitely a lot more interesting to use um i know personally i think not at the last event but the event before that i for shits and giggles i ended up using a biomancy uh librarian and it was rather than being just like oh crud i always have to remember this it's it was actually a little bit more intuitive i found to use okay yeah awesome yeah it's it's there's a lot of timing with with the powers yeah definitely right? especially when you're like thousand suns like every character is a caster and then you also have your sergeants so it's kind of you really got time thing right and and if you miss that real crap <laughs> you know so i think but other than same. that uh um, oh, sorry i was gonna say just to echo ollie I, I like that it's not like a mini game within the game now yeah. like how it used to be in first edition with some of the more psychically attuned uh legions it, it it does feel very much like it sped the game up and it doesn't feel as clunky agree yeah. and and not all the powers are like you know end all be all but there are some that are actually really good and then others are kind of mediocre so but yeah it is it is what it is right so yeah i think most of the psychic disciplines are actually that middle ground on the psychic powers, I think, it is a lot bigger than it really has been in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, like, telepathy is just bonkers. But everything else seems to at least have its... Uh, a lot of the psychic powers all seem to have, like, some sort of use. Yep. Yep, for sure. Very nice, very nice. But, um... Other than that, yeah, just some other projects, just bolt-action stuff that I'm always working on as well, so... Um, nice. Then, of course, whatever other system I'm involved in. But yeah, um, Bill, yourself? Uh, it's been a mixed bag on my end, hobby-wise. I've been punching out a little bit of uh, bolt-action stuff, trying to get up everything built and ready for kind of like an ongoing slow grow Andy's been hosting. Yep. And uh, okay. it's that's been good. I haven't been able to make it out, unfortunately. I've been having just way too much shit on the go, but I'm working on models, so that's uh, that's <laughs> small win. Uh, other than that, I've got a bunch of Templar Brethren uh, to finish up for my fists, some uh, apothecaries, and then a few other units. I'm trying to get the army wrapped up now. So, I, Those are the... I go ahead. I I listened to your last Heresy podcast, Bill, where you know, shifting your focus from match to to more of the narrative and you touching base on that fourth company with the Templars and everything was yeah. very neat. So I wanted to interject with that. Oh, no, that's awesome. It, it's it been fun to kind of, you know, um, I guess develop the headcanon for that army. And now that I'm trying to look at the army in a bigger scope, that's where I'm starting to take rhinos, uh, heavy bolter rapiers, uh, apothecaries and stuff, just to oh, kind of cool. round up the wow. list, yeah. make it a little bit more just kind of fun. Um, it can still, you know, like it still has teeth if I really want it to, but uh, the whole shift for me is just been personally trying to increase player experience overall, not just for myself, but for opponents um, and even like attendees at events, uh, which I think is going to start 
um, reflecting in just bigger events and more growth, which is obviously a, a good thing. So, sure. How many uh, Templar brethren do you generally like to run? Um, I, I basically only got the one squad. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. essentially just to kind of make uh, Sigismund look good. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a squad. I'm doing a custom version of him. I ended up picking up one of the uh, Bayer's Revenge. It's uh, like a primary oh. Black Templar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arc. It's going to be, I'm um, oh, going to change yeah. out the legs, and he's going to be actually stabbing through a cataphract Terminator um, oh, cool. in Iron Warriors Ooh, colors. So I think neat. that'll make yeah. it look Thank really you. cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That'll be cool. So that's that's kind of, I guess, the big bonus um, or benefit of playing the grudge match legions on either side of the fence is you can be your own best friend and maul each other's like armies and legions and kind of set up little dead arm warrior bits on your fists and dead fists on your arm warriors <laughs> and kind of just really uh really try to hone into that grudge match so yeah i know locally we have uh quite a few iron warrior players and uh bill being the first um you know and having absolutely like no imperial fist players yeah at the time of first edition and then now there was a quite the influx of um of imperial fists so they're pretty popular yeah yeah it's uh it's good to see the grudge match like bill said like it's when you see it on the board and you're like oh shit here we go <laughs> yeah yeah we have quite a few of both here i think in in our area Mm-hmm. Right, I think we have at least four people on 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 both. Nice. Uh, yeah, three, uh, Imperial Fesali. Yeah. And uh, and Matt, Josh, and and uh, and Paul. Yeah, that's uh, right. But, uh, Bill and Andy, we have had a very similar experience locally. Yep. Um, much more Iron Warriors. So, yeah, I, I I've actually shifted my focus based on our last event to my white scars. Um. And it's mainly because we had we had six traders, and three of them were iron warriors. <laughs> so, and I was the ringer. And if I needed to play, I would have been the fourth iron warrior of seven. Oh, wow. Then. wow! So, um, yeah, it, it's just kind of how it, it happens, right? You can't really can't control. You you want events to to fill up. Um, you know, we had someone. Um, who had signed up with Sons of Horus, but kind of saw that they couldn't get um, their stuff together in time, so they switched to their Iron Warriors. So there's just things like that. But yeah, so nice. we, we can definitely relate. And yeah, we kind of... I, I, I guess, too, I, I, Andy, sorry to cut you off. I'm kind of no, no, like you, okay. Bill. I, I was the first Iron Warrior. Um at least I've been doing it the longest, so I, I, I just want to throw that in. Yeah, there. claim that mantle, man. Take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Sorry, continue. Speaking as a treadhead, all you Iron Warriors players just make me so sad. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah, I felt surrounded by Iron Warriors players for like five years, basically, as an Imperial Fist player. So awesome. I hear you. I know, uh... but I wouldn't have it any other way. Then you can nice. shoot in any direction and not miss. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know we we kind of have the same kind of thing with just uh, our mentality when it came to like armies, choosing armies and whatnot, even secondary armies. It was kind of 
what doesn't our community have, right? And then that kind of um, spurred some choices of, of the armies. Like initially I started with world eaters w way back when, um, and then switched over to ultramarines, um, which was essentially my, my army, you know, that uh, really, really enjoyed. Um, and it was only me. I was the only one who played Ultramarines in first edition. Okay. And then, um, and then ended up uh, starting up White Scars. And again, only me with White Scars in our community, right? So, um, and now going in the second, you know, a whole bunch of guys jumped on Ultramarines. Um, so I, I kind of parked, parked the blue boys in the corner and, you know, I've been playing them forever, right? So, um, and then, yeah, it was uh, Thousand Suns kind of was one of those choices like that too. It was just nobody plays played them um, after, you know, Magnus got like nerfed in first edition, right? Everybody just yeah dropped them, right? And it's like, well, come on, you know, so. He's still primary. So, and for me, it was more of like the aesthetic, what I can do with the army versions, you know, try to keep that Egyptian looking theme to him that, you know, that I'm doing right now and throwing oh, on awesome. some more, throwing on some more, you know, headdresses starting to show that they're kind of starting to turn, you know, adding a little bit of the teal and the blue in their, in their, uh, armor a little bit and, um, just go from there. Right. So maybe slide a tentacle in somewhere, <laughs> but you know, it's, uh, it's it's been pretty fun, um, second edition here, and then working on the army itself, and it's just been nothing but great comments from people, and even you know people chiming in on Instagram and stuff too. They just love love everything that's been going on. So and then uh, awesome. and then events, yeah, it'll be uh, fun to bust them out. Yeah. Speaking uh, speaking of events, how uh, how many people did you have for your guys's last one? Um, so we had, we had 14. Okay. Um, but, and we, we can kind of laugh about this, but the week up or the week leading up to, and the morning of both of our alpha legion players backed out. So mm -hmm. they we don't, disappeared we don't know. Yeah. We don't they know, know something, something you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> so we had 12 and, um, yeah, it was, um, it was a good size for for the store that we played. Yeah, we've done we've done it with sixteen at um, our our first or second event after two point oh, and we made it work, but it was very tight. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, well, that's oh, actually, that's where we started off, right? Yeah, so just in stores, just in yeah. stores. Like way back, we started off as eight of us. And, uh, you know, been playing for a number of years. And then with the bust out of 2.0, it surged. I think for Slow Grow, we had 24 people uh, sign oh, up wow. for like our Slow Grow nice. locally here, which is just, it's the biggest we've had, right? Which blew me the way. Like, it was just crazy uh, yeah. how many people. And then we're hosting uh, Iron Without coming up here in mid-April. And that sold out at 32 players. Which again is nice. the biggest we've had. Like it's just locally, it's been the best heresy's ever been, which is awesome across yeah, the board. That's, so that's great to hear. 
when you do your events, do you like how many games in a day will you do usually? Um, usually three. Uh, this one iron with iron without is going to be five games over two days. So day one will be three games. Day two will be two. Um, I kind of like to keep it around five. Like I know if you really want to get into to find out who's like your best overall, um, if you're going with podium finishes, having six games is better. It gives like a, a, a bigger spread, but, uh, that makes for a really long Sunday. So usually you play two games, you can be done by, Maybe, you know, 4 o'clock, 4.30, and then everyone packs up, gets the fuck out. They can still spend, you know, the evening at home and chill with wife and kids or whatever the situation is at home, so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, we've been kind of experimenting with uh, optional 3,000 to 4,000 point games. Oh, yeah. We've only done two, but um, it, it was a little more popular in our first two events, and we noticed that no one brought a or no one really brought a 4k list at our last one so we, we tried it out we've uh we're gonna adjust but yeah we uh we were doing two games for a while i think if we were to continue it would be four thousand points two games but now we're kind of switching to the three yeah um, it's definitely kind day. of interesting because like i uh, pre-pandemic like the 4K games were the big draw that we had to get a lot of, uh, a lot of people from out of town coming into our events, and yeah, it seems like with 2.0, no one really wants to play that extra thousand points to bring it up to 4K. Um, and you know what, Mike? I, I would actually say it's, it, it purely came down to just having it optional. I think if we said, "Hey, let's do 4K." No one would it would object to that either. Yeah. Although at four K, I think some people are still coming to grips with their armies and how they work, especially at higher point levels when you can take Lords of War. Um, yeah. I know that I haven't even like considered how I'll use. Like I used to take like three um, Avenger Strike Fighters in a suborbital Strike Wing. That's not legal anymore, so um, I can't take that. So I'd have to use. Um, I have a Warhound, but. I have no idea how that works in 2.0 tactically, like with my army, right? How that meshes. I can barely, you know, figure my head around a 3K game these days. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that, is, that is a good point. Loader Wars are definitely different now. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, Speaking as true. a Solar Ox player with <laughs> a beautiful Bane Blade that's just a paperweight now, effectively. <laughs> yeah. Just a point sink. Just a point I know sink. we've been, I know we've been uh, kind of going into the three K as of late. This last round of our slow grow for heresy. Um, so everybody's been building up to three K. Then with the event coming up, so guys are still trying things out, still getting used to the three K. Um, you know, some guys are starting to bring their Primarchs. Some guys have already been playing with their Primarchs. Those, you know. Archangel bastards, um, yeah. the lion. He's he's on the board everywhere. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting to see. Uh, we haven't really played uh, 4K games at all. I don't think. I know I haven't. Um, some of the other guys may have, but not very often. Um, but be pretty interesting to see what happens in that. 
see the units that everybody's kind of taking and, and whatnot and what they can deal with, you know. Um, and that's the one thing you notice, like, in the smaller point games, certain certain lists or certain units are way more effective at that smaller level compared to when you go to 3,000. And then all of a sudden now you got the toys toys to, to deal with and, uh, you know, uh, tactically punch out these other units that could have been real big threats in smaller games. So see how it uh, see how it all progresses in the event. It'll be awesome to take a look and see the games and take pictures. All that jazz. Sure. <laughs> what point sizes were you generally doing for your other events? Like if you're doing five games and stuff. Um most of the most of the games are pretty much three K. Uh, we, in, before, like we've had a doubles event, which was 1500 points, uh, mm. per player, which wasn't bad either. And then we did a standard, uh, pretty much like a heresy day. And I think that was also at uh, 1500 points. So overall, like the games, games were good. Um, throughout slow grow, we started at 750, did that for two months, get fully painted, bump up to 15 and then 2250 now 3k. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing with uh, the 3K games is we're doing three-hour time limits. And oh, okay. if, if you know your rules, it's a comfortable time to do it. If you're still a little shaky and you're kind of still learning some things and you're flipping through the book a bit, three hours can feel like not enough. Three and a half might be better. Um, again, though, you got to kind of got to kind of set it up in a way where you're not going to be there for like, you know, 13, 14 hours if you're taking a lunch yeah. break and stuff, right? So um, I think <laughs> once everyone's real comfortable, I think three-plus uh, games will be will start to happen. Um, I'm definitely interested. I know at the tail end of 1.0, I was really starting to fuck around with uh, 3250 because it felt like oh, it's, yeah, it, yeah. it's a high enough point level where everybody can take whatever they want to take. You want to take your Perforian? Hey, cool, man. I'll take a Warhound. Uh, if you want to take that, I'll take a big fat squad of Iron Circle. It, but everyone has the points to be able to take all their toys. And you don't have to feel like at 2,500 points, which was kind of the standard back in 1.0, you had to make some really hard decisions on what you wanted to take and what was going to be effective. And then at 3,250, it was like, oh, well, you can have your cake and eat it too. So it was, it yeah, was kind of a neat way to play. So. And uh, it's you know it's funny we're, our three K games or with the option of four K we're just over three hours at like three hours and fifteen minutes so um, that's just how it worked with the scheduling yeah. but we had noticed that that was maybe a little bit too much time this past event probably ideal for four K where you know if you know your rules and you're pretty competent you can do pretty well because really sometimes adding a thousand points is like maybe two squads, right? Yeah. Or, or not even, it depends on, you know, you know, if it's a 750 pound or point Titan, but yeah. yeah. So. Well, yeah. Point. The um, point points for the units as you're going up, like you start taking these juicier. I've noticed like almost every unit in my army you know, besides tactical marines, they tend to be up close to like three hundred points. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, and then you you step it up a notch to like you know you start okay you start taking a primark. No, well, okay, that's anywhere from what four to five fifty or more, yeah. depending on the primark. 
or if you're Horus, you can be a thousand if you're exactly right. right. Exactly. Plus the squad retinue. You yeah. Can, that's like half yeah. your list. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's back to the old Death Star days, right? Yeah. Where We've had yep. some fun experiences with the Death Star meta in our in our team. <laughs> yeah, same but, you, you know what? I I still see it as being, especially with the Primarch, as being kind of fluffy still, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You you think these Primarchs aren't going to go to war with like a handpicked squad of their subordinates, right? So yeah, it was it was always tough, but like sometimes, especially when you had Death Star versus Death Star, it was you know. That, oh, that's, that's, that's epic, right? Get a nice little mosh pit going. Absolutely, <laughs> totally. Spartan versus Spartan, right? Well, you have, and again, you have those, uh, you have those key moments, those grudges, those uh, basings, you know, and you uh, can throw Russ and Magnus against each other, kind of thing, and re- exactly re- rehash that out, or you know, stuff like that, right? Alpharius and and Dorn, kind of thing, and. Uh, you know that stuff, right? It's always it's always fun to have that those kind of matchups and uh, just the players' play style. And uh, on top of that, too, though, like we do have a lot of players in the community that uh, they're not hard players. Like they 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 don't go too crazy on their lists. They just start to take kind of units that they think you know that they they like or they like. Building or using or playing or putting in the army, and um, they've had some real good matchups too, right? You know, regardless if there's a primark or not. Um, so it's it's interesting to see the different style of games that the players are having in the community, and just kind of the results, right? Like it kind of what units are effective, what units you know are such, uh, and uh, of course. What are people taking? What what's what's more of the meta? What's what's happening? Kind of thing, right? So, and I know like Bill, you know, he, he uh, plays his Imperial Fists fairly different than probably most other Imperial Fists. But uh, I was at the receiving end of the bullet storm, which yeah. Bill can lead into. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have any breachers, and I despise the phalanx orders. So I I run basically really run and gun. I've got two heavy support squads of Iliasis assault cannons that run around the board, and then a squadron of uh, Punisher Sicarians with heavy bolt responses. And if I really feel like throwing away eighty points, I'll give them Iliasis assault cannon responses as well. And just it's just a hail of shots, right? Just coming down the board, and it's fun. Like it's only it's twenty four inch range on most of my guns, um, so it's kind of a pit bull list if I get the midfield things are going to go really well <laughs> and if we're playing long ways it might be okay but i'm usually going to get outranged um for a while there we were dealing with uh and i'm sure you guys had it too like a lot of the heavy support las cannon spam and some um volkite cauldron spam a lot of guys were like, pulling them all right um yeah. it's a big thing uh my, my answer to that was uh 10 vets with nemesis bolters so i could hide behind buildings and capitalize on relentless move out and just stay outside if i we were playing long ways i could stay outside of 48 inches and sleep yeah. out a last cannon squad and be like cool what are you gonna do and it's like well i'm nothing i'm fucked it's like sweet <laughs> just shut that uh-huh. shit down and at 3k they're not as prevalent anymore but there's other little things coming up and 
it's it's been fun. I I've also been uh kind of steering away from like an anti-dread meta. I was taking two squads of three Proteus double grab gun speeders uh early oh, on yeah. and that's, that's basically neat. my fuck dreads and vehicles. So, you know, yeah. like you can pop probably two dreads a turn and then whatever you can shoot with. So, up to three dreads pretty confidently. And uh, I just, I knew dreads were going to be an issue. So I wanted to kind of make an anti-meta list where I just, I don't want to deal with dreads. I only have one in my 3000 point army. And if people want to take lots, they can. It's just, I have tools for it. Um, against infantry armies, they're useless. They just float around and I don't even bother shooting because strength tests yeah, and then you standard, don't. standard armor saves. It's just, you're better off charging. Pointless, yeah. the, the game that we had, or actually our last game we had, he didn't even shoot them. Mm-mm. He just he just hit him behind things and just kind of waited waited the storm out because <laughs> yeah, my thousand sons no his his speeders there because speeders. Oh. my uh, my thousand sons army is like all infantry right oh no psychic no, dread so yeah. yeah psychic dread I had a psychic dread not but that thing actually blew up quite quickly <laughs> so um. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to ask if the Thousand Sons had psychic dreads or vehicles. I, the siren. I swore they did. The Siren did. I wasn't yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you can take one of them as the Megas, and he gets the psychic power, but it's really expensive. It's 50 points. And then you could also give him a minor Arcana, I think, for an extra 15 points. Um, the Arcana, I think, is definitely worth it because you end up getting more movement, close that range. Um, but then, of course, the psychic power being so much, I usually give him telepathy and just shuts down reactions when he's making a charge or whatever, right? So, Or you could go the other route, and there's a couple different routes. There's like biomancy to jack him up even more, or um, there's the other one that... Uh, actually, that's the minor. There's a minor arcana that increases his uh, invulnerable save when he's within... 12 inches so there's a couple different things you can do um, but I find the telepathy one probably the best just because of the reaction right prevent a unit from shooting at you when you're charging in so that's fantastic yeah um, but again that's that dreadnought's close to 300 points is it worth it Mm, hard hard to say all all I know is a thousand suns have been taxed a lot (laughs) like they're their units are really, really expensive. So usually well, I'm, I'm outnumbered, right? But You know what, Andy? If, if that Dreadnought is 3,000 points in this edition, I would be way more willing to take it compared to that many points in last edition <laughs> when it could die right away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now they just they don't. I think that's what is such a selling point now to Contemptors is that you can't kill them right away. They've always been so cool. And now they kind of live up to what their lore matches. Sometimes yeah. at the annoyance, depending on quantity that you fight against, right? Yeah, yeah it's nice. It is nice to see them on the board more. Because last time, you know, like first edition, they just pop, done. Right? Yeah. Just gone. Heresy looking unit. So it is good to see them there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, the the Proteus Landspeeder has been a surprise hit for me. I have four in my world eaters. I was doing nice. the double graph thing too. Yeah, but the 
the hilarious thing I discovered is they come with a bolt pistol and chainsword as well. And then the world leaders <laughs> can swap out the chainsword with the chain axe. And so on the charge, like five attacks a model with chain axes. Yeah, so they actually make five little the spoilers. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, a little close combat units. I mean, they're not going to fight Terminators or anything, but no, got to make sure you're got to make sure you're modeling one hanging off the rail with the chain axe ready to chop yeah. somebody's head off. Yeah. Too, right. <laughs> Either that or just uh, uh, um, surfing it like uh, Angron off uh, on his uh, on his ship. ship yeah. Spaceship. <laughs> that, would awesome. that would be awesome. Yeah. Do the grab guns still drop those temp drop the difficult terrain templates? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty nice. Small blast. But you can really make it hairy if you dropping it on a bunch of vehicles scattering across their line. You can do a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of inconvenient things for them. Yeah, that so. definitely makes them a lot more useful. Like, there's something to remember when you're using those for sure. I've definitely forgotten more than a few times. So, yeah, cut yeah very effective. Cut out some little bases so you can drop them on the tabletop, and you don't have to worry about leaving your templates. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's nice. the thing. It, having enough templates to match it, the size. Yeah. When I uh, played at Mini Wargaming last time in January, uh, we just put dice down and like measured because there was just so many templates everywhere. But yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Oh. One thing I wanted to ask, um, and it's, it's what caught my eye and what made me want to uh, initially kind of get in touch with you guys, was um, the food bank donation thing that uh, I saw on the Instagram. Whose idea was that to like incorporate that into the um event um i can't remember specifically who but he had seen it before at other events um back in my 40k days with the michael mud tournament okay uh in stratford where they you know donated to their local um spca so um we had kind of thought about that too. We 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 had a real fun time with it because we, we incorporated the donations with um, a weekender event that we had kind of a a, a greater um, planning towards, where you know you got tokens that you could pay for like bombardments and things to happen randomly um, to to battles throughout that weekend. So that really generated a push because you, you know, you, you donate a can, you get like a ticket, right? So it kind of worked like that. Um, it's definitely something that I've thought about continuing, um, for our next events. Um, just because we, us getting, you know, new heresy 2.0 is really us getting back into doing events post COVID as a group. Like it kind of worked out almost the exact same because a, a lot of restrictions in Ontario at least lifted in like April. Um, so then, you know, 2.0 coming out in June, we had our first event within a month at Phoenix again. Um, so even just to answer your question, Bill, about the donations, it was fun, it was easy. 
it was always appreciated, right? Because when it's a surprise like uh, like that, it, it's always it's always a plus, right? Yeah. Well, I just I thought that was really cool. I don't I don't see much of that going on um, at different events, and it's something that caught my eye, and I was definitely uh, definitely impressed with with seeing that. It's obviously giving back to the community is always good, and if you can co- incorporate it when you're actually having events, it's even better. Um, that's just, yeah, it's great sure. to hear. It's great to hear for sure. I guess, uh, over, over COVID, did you guys, um, keep in touch quite a bit, like with discord paint parties or anything like that? Hey, you know what? You, you nailed it on the head. Yeah. We, uh, we're still doing our, uh, we, every Thursday night we, we aim, doesn't always happen, but we aim to have our group chat, um, and we've been doing that every week since like April 2020. Oh, nice. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. We consistently have uh, something to talk about. Like we would, at least when 1.1, was around, we would talk about, um, you know, each week we would have a different Legion to focus on, uh, kind of the special things they had going for them. And then like some of the generic units we talked about, some of the new reveals, um, then we ran out of material for that. So now we're kind of just on the uh, talk about whatever is on our mind uh, kind of schedule uh, for those weekly chats now. That's all right. Yeah. Always works good. A lot of hobbying done. Yeah. Well, that's just it. If you're yeah. always making progress, it's win-win. Exactly. Yeah. I know I tried, we try to host a uh, paint night on uh, Sunday nights. Uh, for local community here as well um, so sometimes hit or miss you know sometimes I get one or two guys but you spend an hour or so a little bit and uh, get some stuff done and sometimes we've had 10 people in there and it's been you know it's been pretty good and other times just a couple people but sometimes uh, yeah it just happens or whatever right it's, uh, it's either way it's good you get stuff done so it's good to hear you guys are doing that too and Helps. It helps. It really does help. Like exactly. sitting down for an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Get stuff painted. Yeah, and I've even uh, um, I, I don't put as much time into um, that hobby time, um, but same kind of mindset. If I got five minutes that I can clean a bit of models, I'm still five minutes ahead, right? keeping that momentum going so yeah and that's kind of what we're even for kind of events and because the nice thing about events is that you got a date and you can you can set a goal and you can push yourselves and you can be you can be super ambitious or you know paint an army um i've i've tried that and it kind of worked (laughs) uh or you can paint one unit right or nothing So we would love to kind of keep going with that. The big thing too is that, you know, it's been three years since we were really like in 2019, we were really getting going. We, we, we sat down in like fall and winter of, of, of that year and planned 2020. And it was like four Titanicus events. It was like, six heresy events another weekender and we had our last 
4K event on February 29th. And then it was like two weeks later, right? So we're excited because like, honestly, it, it's such a, it's such a grateful thing to have the Heresy 2.0 come out kind of like as we could get going because now we can get, just hit the ground running, right? Yeah. That's, it's funny you mention, uh, you know, all the big plans and stuff for 2020. I know even talk with Andy, 2020 is going to be the best fucking year ever, man. And then <laughs> 2020 came and it was just, womp womp, just fucking no. flatlined. And I was like, oh shit, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Just yeah, 2020 was not good. Totally fucking yeah. derailed. No. We had, I bought into Titanicus like oh, yeah. two weeks before the lockdowns all came in. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. It's uh that was yeah, it was tough. I know we had to cancel an event. It was ready to yeah. go. It was the redux, it was like a relaunch of it, and it just no too many restrictions, shut down. There was a lot of, you know, just uncertainty. Um some of the places were like, Yeah, we gotta do deposit and we don't know if we can give it all back. And I was like, Oh god, this is getting too crazy. So pull the pin yeah. on that and just let let sleeping dogs lie for a while because it just yeah, it wasn't good. But we got a ton of hobby shit done um yeah we're doing monthly challenges and just kind of bouncing around all the different local facebook groups we were all yeah. over the place it was just it was crazy it that was, was that was probably that was probably one of our best years for getting projects done oh yeah yeah, yeah like <laughs> personal projects kind of thing right and it was just every every month you had something right it's like Wow! Just, and then ne the next year is like, oh, I only got two things done. Yeah, <laughs> I've been sloughing it. I've been playing games. I've been rolling <laughs> dice. You know, like, <laughs> oh, that's that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, for in, in terms of um, deadlines and having you know uh, goals, I think everybody likes to give themselves that event deadline. Like, is it really an event if you're not painting up until the day before? Yeah. Um, especially when you're, you know, prepping and whatnot. And uh, uh, my Imperial Fist army was an army like that. It was built and painted in three and a half weeks um, to a tabletop Oof. standard, but I was able to fly out to uh, Victoria and play with uh, Boys of the Golden Throne at a big event oh, nice. at Kippers. Uh, it was mm. a lot of fun. And then I came back and ended up doing extra detail work for about three weeks leading up to LVO, um, which was pretty much repaint the army and you know, cut in all the black, add all the details and shit. And it, uh, yeah, it was a big push. Um, I was probably on the verge of divorce and didn't know it because the <laughs> wife, wife was pissed, right? You're painting every day for like three, four hours, just trying to get it done. And she was just like, really? And I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. Slides, slides the tray with the meal <laughs> under the door kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I still <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> I, I was still able to get her to paint the black rims on my bases the oh, night before wow. LVO. I was like, come on, you got to help me. Oh. I was like, I'm almost done. And she's like, my back hurts after like five. And I was like, <laughs> I've been painting for five hours. I was like, just keep going. It's okay. <laughs> Your back will go numb yeah. after a bit. So just, the crazy, uh, crazy thing about that too is uh, like his Bill's painting style for his Imperial Fist compared to what he had previously done with his Ironworkers is is like a completely different kind of paint job. Yeah, right. Different techniques, chipping, all that kind of stuff. Right. Nice. Um, so, and there, there was some experiment, experimenting for sure. Because I know he would send me some pictures and. Check this out. This is what this does. This is what a sponge does. You know, like 
<laughs> just different yeah. stuff like that, right? But it's it's really good to see, you know, uh, and I've seen Bill's painting like progress over the years that I've known him kind of thing, but even just in the community too, you see the guys starting and and trying out these different techniques and 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 whatnot as well plus using the different all the different product that's out there now you know that you can get plus the youtube videos so um but to see his army go from literally pieces on his table to almost completed you know painted and then by the time alvio was done it was was done um it kind of was just mind-blowing like you're crazy that's that's, awesome. I, I just told him he's insane for doing it in that short period of time. But yeah. it's pretty rough. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, it was it was to the pin, man. Like late yeah. nights every night. Um, yeah, but everybody it is, loved it. So yeah. pays off then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially yeah, when people are afraid to paint yellow. Well, yellow, yeah, yellow can be yeah. can be tough. I actually. Um, to get the final yellow, I, I went purple, pink, white ink from like a Zenithal highlight, and then I airbrushed uh, Imperial Fist Contrast, and it was oh, able, wow. it, it covered it in such a way that um, all the shadowing was done because of having the pink and purple undertones. It makes it like a a light tan to almost like a darker brown, um, which mm-hmm. you can get some really cool variation in the model. A little bit of sponge chipping and whatnot, and then I started playing around with black. Um, using like a coal black and a uh, AK color, what the hell is this uh, pastel green, and mixing it into my coal black and really trying to like push the blue factor. Um, just kind of give it some really cool contrast, but it, uh, yeah, it's always it's always fun to experiment, especially with the different um, different contrasts and paints and everything else. It was my first time actually spraying an army like that, and I was pretty impressed with it overall. It really is interesting, all the cool new tools and stuff that we have nowadays, especially compared to like when I started probably like probably close to 15 years ago at this point, Mm -hmm. just like washes were this mystical thing that they only talked about in white dwarves. (laughs) (laughs) And now we've got like contrasts, speed paints, uh, all this other fun stuff. Tutorials in general yeah. on youtube and stuff well just yeah just the internet right just the, all the different yeah. stuff on there it's not like the old white dwarf days where you got six pictures and picture five you're like i can do that and picture six you're like what the fuck happened man like it looks <laughs> like a goddamn piece of artwork <laughs> i still love flipping back to some of the like i have the fourth edition uh rule book and it's like shows you how to make craters and like bunkers and stuff like even GW was doing it like the old school way, you know. Yeah, and it oh, always looks yeah. good. They still look great. Like I still enjoy that classic look. So still can't Goblin beat that green. shit. Still yeah, can't beat Goblin that. Green. Exactly. <laughs> can't go wrong with Goblin Green. <laughs> blue and proper, like that yellow, blue, red ultramarine look. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, the red. Yeah. Utilize Yeah. <laughs> red, red bolters, yellow trim. Yeah. <laughs> the 90s were yeah. a wild time. Very bright army, for sure. What do you, um, I want to just ask a couple, just a couple general questions for you guys. What do you think is your favorite change for 
three actions. Mm -hmm. It makes it so strategic. Like we we like we always love, you know, when you get to fire, uh, return fire, and an Overwatch, and it actually kind of messes you up a little bit. You're like, is this my turn? Yeah. <laughs> right. Just because it's such a, it's just such a change. Like they couldn't go a complete changeover where you know they go like titanicus or new apocalypse where it's like that unit activation you know but to change something up that really keeps your opponent on your toes because it's like oh gosh i have to i have to keep this in mind and see how they're going to react in my turn right like i think that's been the best change and yeah that's me awesome ollie what do you think definitely a big one um i would say i've always been more of a kind of little fluff guy so for me it's the addition of you know the legion specific reaction um the the legion specific warlord traits and the legion specific war gear all in one nice concise package for every you know legion is really um really cool it allows you to customize our army so much more uh, i mean word bearers, i mean we had tainted weapons um, already, um, which were kind of like this little neat uh, thing in 1.0, but now, you know, we have all these, you know, warp fire pistols and, like, all these cool upgrades, you know, that I know uh, no other Legion has, and it just makes it that much more fun to play, um, and you can, you know, make some really funky units that, you know, other players don't have and don't expect. Um, so it kind of, you know, it's fun to play, uh, fun to play against, and it's, you know, really fun to model as well. Um, and it's just cool from like a fluff perspective. So for me, that's the big one is those Legion specifics things. That's awesome. I, I, I do like it. It feels like the, feels like the Legions play more true to their fluff now in 2.0 mm -hmm. as well, which is nice. Yeah. Good points. Uh -huh. For sure. So, uh, how about yourself, Mike? What do you think is, uh, your favorite change? I think for me, my favorite thing so far has been the change to Deep Strike. Um, I I was very reserved reading the rules at first, just with augury with the augury scanner rules and how I sort of assumed that Deep Striking would just be suicide because you Deep Strike down and then the whole army would just blow you away for free and then. But yeah, it's been very interesting. So I've been running like a. All Terminator Ultramarine Force in all of 2.0. And as sort of just like an afterthought, I was including just a, a unit with a, a unit of Cataphracty with a Warmonger um, just to sort of just like pop down and cause some chaos. And it's it's probably been one of my favorite units in the army over 2.0, just sort of just like going in and being able to just like smash the back line. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I've seen that used to good effect, even against my world eaters, like by Imperial Fist, actually, too. Huh. So, yeah, that's a good one for sure. Um, I would definitely agree with Adam on reactions. I have a couple like nitpick things, but we can, you know, in terms of favorite stuff to be different as well, 
one thing is they've made a lot of the troop choices a lot less expensive, really encouraging that kind of mass army sort of feel, yeah. which I appreciate. And that's very heresy kind of feeling to it. So I find like I made a list with uh, world leaders at our last event where I had six troop choices. I'm like, I'm maxing out troops just to like get all of, all the scoring. And I still had tons of points available to take other stuff. Like that's more your toys, right? Yeah. So yeah, the troops and they have those extra rules for them now, like the heart of the Legion, the spite of the Legion for the despoilers and stuff. There's just those extra little things, which if you remember, like to use them because <laughs> I forget as well. <laughs> Lots of rules, you know, but uh, it just gives you that extra push to like take those troops and really use them. So, hmm. Oh, absolutely. I can agree. What about with you that. guys? Yeah, what about you guys? Uh, I would say my favorite change uh, was from my 1.0 wish list, which was making dreadnoughts pretty much like monstrous creatures now. I think the, the shift totally to wounds and toughness is just amazing. Um, they do feel very um, appropriate to the fluff now. Uh, charging in, you know, you, you are going to do a lot of damage. Um, yeah, there's very specific tools you can take to work against them, but uh, that Brutal 3 is just amazing. When you can run into a squad of Terminators and feel confident that you're going to do some damage, it's just like, oh, this is great. You know, like... I'll probably kill three of them. It's just, woof. Or before, I'd be pretty leery. So it's just, yeah, it's a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, you guys kind of nailed everything there, in a sense. But I do have to say, one of my favorite changes is all these miniatures going into plastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, good point, so, Andy. Totally. Um... I don't know how many times I've griped to Bill about just switch over. Just switch over <laughs> to plastic already. <laughs> yes, I know we have an influx of tanks that have been released. Yeah. But, you know, when when those first, you know, MK6 Marines dropped and everybody just, their everybody's jaws just dropped to the ground, right? Um, seeing these new Marines, seeing all these conversions, seeing all the all the the praetors being converted up to whatever you wanted because that's pretty much yeah. what happened over the internet um and then seeing that this is all in plastic sp plastic spartans sakarans all that stuff um and then of course you know hearing tidbits of everything's going to plastic you know like generic units kind of thing um definitely a a, a big blessing for that and knowing gw they obviously tend to pump it out a fair bit right so you know going into the future for heresy as they're expanding their range um hoping that they'll have some more marines coming out salt marines you know despoilers all that stuff and maybe different marks you know i would love to see even though, you know, like the, the MK3 armor is still pretty nice, the kit's still pretty decent, and the MK4, but they are very much um, a, an old-style sprue, you know, from uh, 7th edition, I think it was maybe start of 8th edition when they came out with, like, the new Tactical Marines for, for 40k. Beautiful kit, nice little poses, you know, different styles to the Marines. 
Um, but essentially you still have that kind of, you know, crouch down a little bit with your bolter kind of stance. I'd like to see them almost redo those kits in the same kind of style they did the MK6 and and then brought their sizes up to match in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's... We have them, so be thankful for that. And then, yeah. uh, of course, um, other, other units coming out, hopefully they would... Uh, hopefully they would start to bring them out and uh see them on the board like i'd love to have a salt marine so yeah yeah i've heard rumor of um they're gonna be redoing the mk3 4 and there's also rumor about like an mk2 set coming which i don't know i'll believe it mm. when i see it if they did drop <laughs> MK2, i'd be pretty stoked Wait until those pixelated uh, white dwarf photos with the German uh, translation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll see it. I, I've been dabbling a little bit, actually, uh, with the Tortuga Bay. Um, I ordered yeah. uh, MK2 with tabards for my um, oh, uh, right. Templar Sword Brethren, and nice. they look awesome, right? Like I just, I like that true scale kind of feel. Um, like Even the Primaris models... Although not, you know, era appropriate. I just, I love that scale of Marine. It just feels so much more imposing on the tabletop. Uh Been looking at Tortuga Bay lately. I was, I I had the Ultramarines in the back of my head and I was like, hmm, Cataphracty Terminator. Yeah, true scale. I want want a true scale of those bad boys. Yeah. So, um, so I've been thinking about that, but then also been kind of, Pulling them back a little bit because kind of want to see what GW is going to be coming out with here. Right? So, um, but I got you know I got enough to work on right now as it is. So, but yeah, uh, ultimately, really just for me, the new the new minis, um, like you guys have mentioned with all the different kind of rules and stuff that you like reactions, you know, the dreads, all that stuff. It's it's really fun. It's a fun addition. And the other thing that I'm really happy about is the influx of new players coming into the system. Now that it's now that it's more readily available as well for players to jump in. So, you know, uh, we were at a point, I think, where it was kind of, there's a, a bit of a, a stalemate with just this, this was your crew. This, this, these are the only people that are playing heresy right now. That was it. Like there's yeah. nobody new coming in, kind of a little stale, you know. So <clears throat> good to see that. And then of course, um, focusing. I think we're kind of turning the tide a little bit. Where you know we were pretty, we played a lot of strong games, uh, did a couple of like competitive events and stuff like that, and also threw in some some smaller narrative events and this and that too but now kind of grasping onto that narrative style events i think will really grab hold of a lot of the players out there and then just uh have a good time with it you know make your characters play a campaign that kind of thing right community wise it'll be it'll be good i think there'll be a lot more good things to come for heresy for sure Mm. Plastic Thunderhawk. 
Oh. <laughs> you know what, though? There, I gotta say, and, and these guys have heard it before, I like the weight of the resin vehicles. You know? you, I There's just some kind of heft to my Spartan that weighs like a brick compared to, you know, the Kratos, which is, you know, just as impressive looking, but it weighs nothing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... It, it, I think it performs better if it's made out of resin and it has some presence on the tabletop. But maybe that's just my my sign's importance from my word bearer's way of thinking. If it's not well, bending the table under the weight, it's not enough, right? That's right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. like I think uh I think it might make me old, but uh it's it like Ollie, that is what's a common uh quipe when they were switching from pewter to yeah. plastic yeah. and you're like oh i have that fully you know pewter sisters of battle army or right where <laughs> here's my 75 pound case yeah yeah totally right <laughs> watch as i put down my pewter dreadnought and it explodes into four pieces yeah no yeah. doubt <laughs> no doubt i do I, I do like the the old pewter stuff it brings me Brings me back some fond memories, that's for sure. Yeah, that is all good, right? I try and make it a thing in every army I build. It has to have at least one pewter model. <laughs> I have no pewter in my army, but I'm a relatively new player, so I, I remember in a job lot, I got like a like a metal Grey Knight Terminator, and man, that thing, it just felt so powerful, just holding <laughs> it. It was great. Were, those were awesome. I love those models. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still, I still, uh, I still get to play with the hybrid miniatures in uh, bolt action. You'll get not only will you get plastic, but you'll get resin and pewter all at the same time. Oh wow! No way. Um, so assembly not so fun. Uh, carrying around my French army, it's you're you're carrying concrete because it's a pretty heavy case. When you got to carry like sixty infantry that are all pewter, but uh, yeah, it reminds me of the Imperial Guard days, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but even even still, like even my my white scars, they're all their jet bikes are all uh, all resin. So when I seen when I seen the new plastic ones come out, I was kind of not in a rage, but just kind of wishing oh, I, yeah. I wishing I had started them about a year later, you know. <laughs> And just cleaning so, them, right, Andy? Oh, those jet bikes. Yeah, I'll be getting a few, just to throw in there and fill up the gaps. So awesome. But not looking forward to painting any more different designs on my jet bikes. But <laughs> just each of my each of my bikes has like a completely different design. So it's kind of oh, cool. a lot of different work, but fun at the time. Towards the end, it was kind of okay. Enough's enough. <laughs> so nice. And you guys have uh, any leagues starting up for uh, for community or anything like that? Any campaigns? Uh, any Zone Mortalis happening? Uh, we've talked about like kind of like one day campaigns, uh, kind of like not as as detailed as what you guys had mentioned for your upcoming one, uh, mm-hmm. for your, for your upcoming event. Um, but really it's just 
maintaining consistent, you know, every few month events. So I would say like, you know, maybe as a, as a group, we don't quite have that level of um, commitment when it comes to leagues or whatnot, but okay, yeah. it's always something to work towards for oh, sure. For sure. And even just hearing what you guys are doing, that's kind of what we wanted to ask you too once um, we got into it is just, you know, talk about heresy for us in Southern Ontario uh, and see what it is like for you guys out in Edmonton, right? Because it sounds like you have a, a pretty thriving group um, in your city and, and I guess that, that, that area, right? Yeah, it, it's it's definitely grown uh, quite a bit just with uh, 2.0 coming out, and I suspect we'll probably still get a couple more. Um, there's always some people that kind of pour it over and they want to check out um, some armies, and there's a few a few guys from 40k leagues that have jumped in as well, which is always nice, and uh, just just getting the different. Um, types of players coming in is really cool. There's some guys who just, they want to take, they want to jump from the more competitive 40k and kind of just more of a Beeler and Pretzels atmosphere. Other guys are like, well, you know, if you guys want to play hard, I'll play hard too. It'll be fun. Uh, so you can kind of get a, a mixed bag all over the place, which is great. It's it's nice because I think it makes the, the overall group diverse. And as long as you're using proper communication with your opponents on pickup games, and obviously, if yeah. events are structured in a way that it's clear of what kind of an event you're going to, I, I don't think you'll ever have a bad game. Agreed. So. It comes down to communication and being open and transparent, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's we, good. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's good that, uh, you know, our community here and then also the guys in BC uh, as well, they have a fairly fair-sized community as well. And it's um, the last, I guess it'll be a couple of years, finally starting, everybody's kind of starting to come together finally, you know, yeah. and uh, we've went down to one of their events. Bill has gone to a couple now, and uh, now they're coming over this side of the, the pond kind of thing, and and um, just having that mix of players, right? And, and who knows, we, we can do that all together, just kind of eventually down the road, you know, come down to different areas and play different events and uh, just get the heresy on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Network some uh, Canadian heresy. Mm-hmm. Left and like, you're at the most portable army and uh, take a trip over sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, awesome. I think that even is like neat to even consider is, you know, um, we've we've dabbled in the into the the weekender events. That was kind of like the height of uh, mm-hmm. you know our events, and it was a hit. We loved it. We uh, rented a camp um, hall for the weekend. And, um, you know, we had an overall theme and, but the ability to do pickup games was there, but like, even just talking about what you guys are doing, like, 
even just us connecting, you know, who knows in six months or, or a year, you know, we build up our, this relationship and we have a, a trans Canada event, right? Like yeah. a national event. That'd be awesome. So, that would be cool. Have a uh, heresy Valhalla thing going on. Yeah. Cause I think when it comes down to it too, and what we were, we've been kind of like realizing is that, um, people are willing to pay for a good experience. Right. And if that means like, and it doesn't, it doesn't come down to an event, just, you know, having a set price so that they can generate, um, you know, prizes. Some people don't care about prizes. Some people want that experience, right? It's not about winning. It's about what they can get out of the day. And, for a lot of people, it's like events are such a great thing because you dedicate, you know, a Saturday to getting two or three solid games in. So it would be something that, um, you know, if it costed, you know, 75 or who knows what it would cost just to, you know, um, rent a great space and just have a great atmosphere. I think people are, would be willing to put that that money in. Yeah, hundred percent agreed. Agreed, and yeah, I'm I'm definitely open for trying to uh, network and build a bridge for more uh, more heresy friends, get more uh, people traveling and getting games in. For sure, right? Like I'm 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 not uh, I, I unfortunately my wife's birthday is march 24th and with adapticon always being you know march 22nd to 26th i I will never be able to go again um because they've it used to be like mid-april right but they've they've clawed it back to to march so um but just like there's a bit of envy when you hear about like there's significant heresy events at adapticon right yeah so just to like see that that is still a big thing and um lbo has heresy i'm 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 pretty certain as well yep right so you have these national uh bigger tournaments that you know have a draw that would be fun if we were to even kind of bring to canada too right yeah yeah we um we at great at at the great northern heresy uh, we also have really strong bonds with um, our Toronto uh, group. Um, they're Hogtown, 40K. Um, more into 40K because they're just a big group, but uh, a, a significant amount of people in, in, in into 30K as well. And uh, we've really built up a good relationship with them they're they're a big uh, attendees at our events and us at theirs. So, you know, yeah. just like you know, we know them. We've connected with you guys. You guys know groups in BC. So there's already like, you can see the links. It's just kind of getting yeah. that out there, right? Neighbors, yeah, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, we've we structured it in such a way where. 
Hogtown. So they usually hold um, every year. They hold a big thing called the Hogtowner. So they rent out a Polish the Polish Legion Hall for um, two days. Well, for the weekend, and they have a big uh, 40k tournament there. But they started doing a little uh, 30k section with like you know 10 players, five tables, nice. uh, with a real 12 campaign. So um, they do that once a year, and then they do. Um, like a doubles, uh, uh, heresy lethal doubles event once or twice a year. And then we're in between that with the more regular uh, kind of Saturday events. Um, so that way, you know, we maximize basically everybody in Southern Ontario um, to play as much heresy as possible, which is nice um, that we're able to kind of coordinate with them and, and uh, you know, draw from each other's player bases to get more people going to events. It's it's really nice. Yeah, well, it's, that's the best way to do it. It's definitely, yeah. um, you guys are on a solid track to really inspire growth, which is great. It's anytime you're growing is a good time. So, agreed. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I, I definitely um, just like to kind of start wrapping up i i definitely appreciate you know the whole team jumping on and coming on for the episode it's it's been good to put also you know a face to the name of the group which is nice um i'm assuming um i was chatting mostly with you adam on instagram okay okay uh so but it's been good to you know uh at least chat with you guys face to face and kind of get an idea of where you guys are at for heresy and uh I'm always up, you know, for more chats and getting uh, ideas bounced back and forth for events and whatnot. If you guys are ever open sure. to that, so. And uh, just because he wasn't here, we do have a, a fifth member of our group who has played a, a really big part uh, in in our in our group. His name's Matt, uh, but he just couldn't make it tonight. So, just want to name drop him as well. Yeah. And. Uh, go from there well for sure so. and you know what i'm i'm more than willing to jump on and get more uh you know more chat time so uh matt when you do listen to this uh there will be more times and i'm sure you will be here so it'll be, be good great. it'll be good so yeah bill and andy thank you very much for having us You're and welcome. great to yeah. chat about heresy on a on a saturday night right absolutely yeah, yeah. for sure well, yeah, thank yeah. you guys. And if you it's, ever want to talk more about like the specific ideas, like what about this kind of mission or how do you do points for this? Like I was just watching your last heresy video. You kind of talk about running a map campaign and stuff like that. Yeah, all about that stuff. So yeah, yeah, oh, perfect, great. This, yeah, it it seems great. like it's we're all like minded yeah. for heresy, mm-hmm. right? It's awesome. Yeah, those connections, we'll and then just. To, uh transfer ideas cross yeah and we'll have to swap um discords because we've got the hobby discord too the warrior lodge one for uh sunday nights if you guys ever want to jump on and um, okay yeah yeah, yeah. feel free to send us an invite if you guys want to just jump on and chat on thursdays i'm usually sometimes playing 30 or 40k 30k but uh there's days i can't so i'd be down to jump on chat with you guys about whatever so sure Maybe even get some uh, interprovincial campaign games where just play games, report, you know, win, loss, whatever, and 
have it all contribute to the overall story, right? I'd be down for that too. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well, awesome. Yeah. Well, on that note, thanks again. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, much much appreciated. And yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in with us to all the listeners and. Um, yeah, definitely check out the group. Uh, they've got some posts of the events. They got, I've seen some. Who who plays the Death Guard army that I saw a few pictures of? There's Death uh, Guard army on the Instagram there. I his name was Ryan. Okay, he he didn't make it with 30k after oh. COVID. So you know, we we gained new players. We we lost some players, but. Uh, that's life, right? Ironically that's... enough, the pandemic killed the Death Guard player. Huh? That's kind of ironic, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the attrition of tabletop. Yeah, so it works. Totally. But yeah, definitely check yeah, out their that's... Instagram. They've got a lot of cool pictures on there from the events. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, be chatting with these guys again soon. Great. Thanks again, Paul. Awesome. Thanks again, Andy. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Catch Take you. Care. Good night, Bye, everyone.